welcome to RSB at Peace, the sports edition. It is December 18th, 2022, and the year is coming to a close, my friends, my brothers and sisters, RS here speaking good things, and I want all of you to be at peace. All right, all right. So, okay, so what's new? I tell you what's new yesterday. All right, listen up, all of you, all of you that know me, Uncle Ron, Brother Ron, I am a huge L.A. Dodgers fan. If God said to me, Ron, you can only have one sports team to own, one sports team to follow, that's it. And which one would it be? Right? I'll look at God and I say, yeah, it would be the L.A. Dodgers. Yes, I am a Rams fan for the football and for the NBA, believe it or not. I'm, not, I'm a big Sixers fan, but it will always be the LA Dodgers for uh you know the only sports team that I could have if God was to say Ron you only got one team to root for that would be the Dodgers okay so check this out so yesterday right so yesterday guys I'm doing my my fish cutting job here in Lahaina on Maui in Hawaii at a place called I'm gonna plug it usually I don't do this but you know if anybody out there knows Glenn Tamura, the owner, you know. <laughs> hey, Glenn, hint, man. I want a bonus, yo. Um, so I work at this place called Tamura's Fine Wine and Liquor, all right? And and, I, and I, I'm about to end my shift within, uh, within an hour or so, right? And uh, I turn around and I see this tall dude with bushy red hair. Wearing this uh, baseball cap and with him was a lovely young lady. I take it it was his wife or, or girlfriend. Uh, I immediately looked at him and I go, uh, are you Dustin May? <laughs> he looks at me. He goes, yes, I am. Right. So I'm like, wow, man. I'm like a, a little kid, man. So, uh, so, I, uh, okay. So uh, uh, let me break this down. Let me break the scene down for those of you so number one i live here on maui where we get lots of celebs all right lots of celebs of all kinds you know pro athletes movie stars rappers rock stars all kinds you get the picture maui is paradise for all these people right they come here for decompression and get away from the paparazzi or whatever all right so so being a fan of the dodgers and dustin may I want to see if, uh, you know, he will give me his autograph and uh, possibly a selfie, right? So, uh, so, so now here in Maui, we, we kind of don't want to infringe on celebs' uh, free time, you know, because they're, they're here to unwind and be mellow, like I was saying. Uh, so the gentleman, the gentleman that I am, <laughs> the gentleman that I am, uh, I says to him, I go, uh, hey, Dustin, uh, I love you, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours and the Dodgers. And uh, I was wondering if I can have, have your autograph and a quick selfie. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to, no big deal. I understand you're on a vacation, right? So the cool guy that he is, the cool guy that he is, uh, the cool, smooth number 85, the righty of the alley Dodgers says to me, Sure. <laughs> Just like that. He's like, sure. And uh, so my buddy takes a, a pic of me uh, and Dustin, right? I'm, I'm behind the, 
the seafood counter. He's on the opposite side. And uh, and he signs a piece of paper. And boom! Uh, I am a happy dude, like a freaking little kid, you know? Uh, man, Dustin May touched the, the pen I used to to take orders of raw fish. <laughs> uh, so he and uh, his girl, they ordered some ahi poke. And away they went. Uh, I wished them a safe vacation and told him sincerely good luck. In 2023, he smiled and waved, you know. Cool, baby. <laughs> so uh, so sports celebrities can be fickle in the autograph and selfie department, you know. Um, I've been shunned many of times by, uh, uh, you know, famous people, you know. Like I'll say, hey, can I get an autograph? And, uh, you know, they just look at me and uh, they, they walk away, man. And uh, hold on, let me check something real quick. All right, my my recorder's on. Good. Uh, I I met Cheech Marin or Marin Cheech, Cheech Marin. That's why Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin. Uh, one time, uh, he, you know, see the guy from Cheech and Chong. Uh, I told him, I go, hey Cheech, uh, I love your stuff, man. It's funny, you know. Can I get a selfie? And uh, he's like, no. <laughs> he like waves me off, and walks away. I'm like, hey man, uh, go smoke a blunt. So anyway, so um, I met uh, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, you know, Marky Marky, Marky Wahlberg. Uh, he too kind of waved me off one time, but he said, hey, have a nice day. So, you know, it was all right. Um, I met Charles, Charles Barkley one time. Uh, uh, Charles Barkley was going to give me an autograph, but there was no paper or pen around. <laughs> and he told me, well... How the hell am I going to give you an autograph without a pad and paper? How the hell am I going to do that? <laughs> right? I don't know, trying to imitate Charles Barkley, but um, he was cool. Uh, and at that time, I didn't have a cell phone on me. That was a while back. I don't think we had cell phones back then. But, um, you know, if I had a pen and paper, you know, he would have given me his autograph. Um, David Robinson, the admiral, he gave me an autograph. David Robinson, the one-time legend of uh, the San Antonio Spurs, the center, he was cool. The admiral, um, he was really a cool guy. He was a gentleman, man. Um, he wasn't like one of those uh, full-of-himself uh, celebrity athletes. David Robinson was one of the coolest people and very humble i guess because he was um you know a christian or whatever like full-on uh godly guy i mean he was with his family and kids a really nice guy and he's kind of like you know really not about himself he was asking me questions again like, you know hey how are you doing man <laughs> you know you like your job if everything all right with you and your family i'm like yeah man the admiral being cool um and i got uh chuck daly at the one-time head coach of the Pistons was really nice. He 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 signed like a a piece of paper for me. I was working out at the resorts, and I go, hey, coach Chuck Daly. He goes, hey, how's it going? I go, can I get your autograph? Yeah, oh, certainly, certainly, you know. And uh, I go, hey, how about those bad boys? That was like awesome, man. Although I was a Sixers fan, but uh, yeah, he was pretty cool. Um, so here's one that was very bad, man. Like bad, bad as in bad, like not good. Uh, this was a comedian, actor. Remember back in the day, John Ritter, right? He was a star on that old sitcom, Three's Company. If you're ancient like me, you you remember that show? 
you young kids won't even know. Um, it was like uh, on, on the same night on ABC as Charlie's Angels. So that's way back. <laughs> so anyhow, John Ritter, I thought was a funny actor. I mean, I, I thought he was a funny guy, you know. So, so I'm working at Foot Locker. This was a long time ago and as a kid. I was working at Foot Locker in Lahaina. And I see him walk in. I knew it was him with his wife and kids. I mean, John Ritter was popular. He was famous at, back in the day, right? So I go, hey, are you John Ritter? Right? So, so like a pissed off woman, he goes, yeah, but not today. I'm having a bad day. So, yes, I am him, but not today. <laughs> I'm like, the guy had his panties in a bunch. I was like, what? Right? The guy's like, uh. He has like a millionaire. He makes like what, a million and a million an episode, right? And uh, he's having a bad day, I guess. Rich people and celebrities have bad days too, I guess, right? So anyway, so um, so Dustin May was cool. And by the way, I gotta I gotta do this, man. I got my Rams hat. It's like um, off season. We're trying to figure out who we're gonna pick up, right? Andrew Friedman is like uh, Andrew Friedman is like, hey, don't worry, Dodgers fans, I got this. We're gonna get a good team next year. But you know, we've been signing uh, the you know in the National League West, man. We uh, our rivals are like getting better, seemingly on paper. Like uh, like Carlos Correa signed with uh, the Giants. <laughs> like, yeah, have them there. When it comes to Dodger Stadium, we're gonna boo them. Right, we're gonna fly Dodger dogs at his head. Um, who else? And that the Padres had somebody too. Who did the Who did the Padres pick up? See, I'm just doing this podcast alone, so I don't have like any assistance. That's what I need, guys. You know, I need the Joe Rogan kind of pit crew, right? Hey, Ron, check this out. Say this, <laughs> Ron. Stuck. You know, I got a crew in the back, right? To be like in the control center, feeding me info. Hey, Ron. Blah, blah, blah. Say this. Blah, blah, blah. I don't have that. All I have is my MacBook and a funky-ass light from from Ace Hardware. (laughs) My Dodgers hat is actually the Jackie Robinson edition. And check this out. I got my Jackie Robinson jersey, folks. Let me me stand up a little bit. I love God. I love God. I love God. I got God. Ah, check it out, folks. Oh, all the way, 42. Oh, oh, yeah. I got the 42 going on, folks. Jackie Robinson. All right, so where was I? Where was we? Was Where where was we and where was I? All right. All right, so, um, okay, I'm going to give you some funny PGA stories. That's true. Seriously. Experienced by moi, the gentleman that I am. All right, so the PGA had tourists here in the island of Maui, and they still do. But in Ka'anapali, the Ka'anapali Golf Club, which is like three miles from where I'm living, used to stage like uh, the senior event. And out in Kapalua, they had, you know, the Mercedes. It's not the Mercedes now. It's like something else, some lame sponsor now. Um, But it was more like, happening before and they even had uh mark rolfing uh the analyst for nbc golf lives out here and uh, he used to stage the lincoln mercury uh 
like a preseason golf tournament. It wasn't like a official tournament. It was like a, an off-season event, all right? All right, so, okay, let me tell you some stories here, some funny ones, all right? And these are like cool, cool players back in the day, way before Tiger Woods came onto the scene, all right? So this was like uh, the late 70s, early 80s here here on West Maui at the Kaanapali Golf Club, all right? The PGA tournament was held here, or, or the seniors were, were held at that club. So I'm hanging out at the golf, uh, the, the cart barn, right? Because I wanted to watch the pros come in and get some autographs, right? I was a young kid back then. So, so I'm walking around and I see Lee Trevino and his caddy, Herman Mitchell, right? Um, uh, so let me say back in the day, these golfers partied, right? So Lee Trevino is sitting in the passenger seat of a golf cart with a small cooler of beer, right? And he is drinking one. So apparently, uh, they just got through with uh, his practice round. And uh, his drivers, uh, and, in, and in the driver's seat of the, the golf cart was this huge, huge dude, black guy. And I say this with respect. Um, excuse huge black guy. Black guy. Huge, huge black guy. His name is Herman Mitchell, who was inducted into the PGA Hall of Fame caddy. He's a Hall of Fame caddy. Uh, so Herman Mitchell is a big dude. He's he's Lee Trevino's longtime caddy. And they just had a good working relationship. Like, you don't see those nowadays. Like, they were just having fun all the time. So um, so at first I say, hey, Lee Trevino, can I get your autograph, right? So I'm walking by him. He, he says, yeah. So he used a, a scorecard, the ones that they have on the, in, on the steering wheel of the, the golf cart. And one of those pencils, those small pencils, they also have on the, the steering wheel of the golf cart. And uh, he signed it for me, you know, to Ron Lee Trevino, you know, really quick. But you could tell it was his, his name. He was really kind. And uh, he was a gentleman, too. He was really kind. So then Lee, Lee Trevino, he asked me, you know, he's sitting there. He's kind of, he looks like he kind of, he's kind of buzzed because he's kind of, his face is red, right? Like um, he had sun and he was out in the sun at the golf course and he was drinking beer. So, uh uh, he goes, hey, uh, where can I get fried chicken around here, man? Uh, uh, you know, uh, me and my caddy, we, we want to eat fried chicken. We, we want to eat. Uh, we, uh, he goes, we want, we want to eat fried chicken, but we don't want to eat this resort shit. <laughs> you know, because Kanapali is a resort. It's a high-end resort area back in the day. Not so much now. But uh, so he didn't want to eat like those, you know. Uh, foo-foo gourmet food. He just wanted fried chicken. So he's asking me, you know, where can I get fried chicken around here? So the caddy, you know, big old Herman, he looks at me, he goes, yeah, brother, good greasy fried chicken. Where can we get some good greasy fried chicken? <laughs> you know, and I, uh, you know, I'm a young kid. I'm like in high school. Right? He says, oh, well, you know, uh, we got a KFC like, you know, two miles south, south in Lahaina, you know, two miles south of here. And, uh, Lee Trevino, he looks at me, he goes, no shit, uh, that's what we need, Herman. So he looks at his, his cat, he goes, and that's what we need, Herman, go take the rent-a-car and uh, buy a huge-ass bucket and bring it back to the room, I'll get more beers. Uh, uh, so, you know, Herman, you know, he goes, uh, so two miles south in Lahana, little brother, two miles south in Lahana, my little brother. <laughs> that's Herman, the cat, he's asking me that, right, like a southern dude. So anyway, I go, yeah, it's by the post office, right? So, uh, so, you know, 
he says to me, okay, now we in business. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so he goes, okay, thanks, little bro. And then, you know, Lee Trevino looks at me and says, uh, he, he's got a can of beer. He goes, hey, you want a cold one? And I says, hey, I'm, I'm underage, Mr. Trevino. He goes, nah, come on, just take one. <laughs> but they're cool, you know. That's back in the day when, like, golfers had fun. And all the golfers now, they look like they got something stuck up their butts. But um, here's another one, man. This was back in the 90s. I'm working, um, hold on. All right, so uh, here's another story of a PGA superstar. All right, so this one took place in the 90s. All right, I was working for the Kapalua Resort, and it was November. We hosted the Lincoln Mercury Golf Tournament. All right, so this was uh, before it became the Mercedes Open and a few years before Tiger Woods came onto the scene. All right, so I'm, you know, I'm at work, and um, I'm a chauffeur on this particular day. And uh, sorry, I'm sniffing. I'm just waiting for. Uh, it's like I'm doing cocaine, right? So, <laughs> so I'm waiting for my boss, uh, my boss Dave Stevie Wonder. That's his name. Uh, tells me. You know, so, so my boss tells me, "Hey Ron, uh, at four thirty, take the town car, uh, head to the airport, and you gotta pick up Freddie Couples and bring him back to the Ritz Carlton. He needs to check in and get ready for the gala tonight." He's the last one to come in. So I'm like, okay, no problem, right? So uh, so the time comes, so I, I take the town car to the airport, which is like over an hour's drive away, right? So um, so when I get to the airport, I see Freddie at curbside. Okay, you can't miss him, right? You can't miss him, right? So Freddie, so now Freddie just got through a tournament in like Thailand or Vietnam or something. He, he looked totally, totally disheveled, right? So he's wearing a baseball cap. A baggy plaid shirt because Nirvana uh, was huge back then, and um, you know grunge rock was like huge, right? Alternative grunge, whatever. That was the look. And this guy's already an adult, right? But he's trying to look like a young kid, right? He's a really funny guy. So um, and then his face is like all stubbled out, right? He 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 needs like a shave and stuff. So um, so so I go, hey, hey uh, Freddie, what's up? Hey, Freddie, what's up, right? So he goes, hey, your name, your name Ron? I'm like, yeah, so I'm, I'm your chauffeur. So um, I put, I'm sorry, I put, hold on. Man, I'm sorry, man, I got the stiffles. All right, so let me uh, let me carry on. Okay, so so uh, I, put, I put his huge golf bag in the trunk of the car, right, along with his little roll-on suitcase and his backpack, right, styling-looking stuff with his Lynx logo on top because that was his sponsor was Lynx. Everything's links, 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 right? So I get into the driver's seat, and you know he's sitting right. He's sitting right next to me. You know he's got a toothpick in his mouth, right? So he turns on the radio to es to ESPN radio, and he cranks it up. He makes it loud. You know, no problem to me, man. You know, I'm I'm good with loud ESPN. No big deal back in the day, right? ESPN radio, and he's listening to like scores and stuff like that. And he's just like kicking back. He's got his foot up on the dashboard, right? You know. So who cares, right? It's not my car. Um, so we, you know, so, um, so uh, you know, I made small talk with him, you know, telling him, uh, you know, I like his swing, and I personally own some Lynx golf clubs as well, you know, and and you know, we were joking around, you know, Freddie, you know, he was telling dirty jokes, right, like you know, filthy jokes, but it was funny, right, and uh, so we had a good time. Uh, but here's the funny part, right? So I'm supposed to take him straight to the Ritz-Carlton, right, where there's like hula dancers going to welcome him. 
and a VIP committee was waiting for him, you know, giving him all the BS. So, yeah, thank you, Freddie, for coming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and, you know, there's like 40 golf golf pros in-house, you know, but he's like the last one to show up. <laughs> he's like the last dude to show up. And, uh, you know, so, um, uh, you know, I'm driving him back to the resort where I'm supposed to take him to the Ritz, right? But uh, he tells me this. He goes, hey, Ron, screw the gala. You know, take me to the bar and grill. I don't want to watch some hoops. So that's Freddie Couples telling me that. You know, he's the rock star golfer. He's telling me this. He's telling me, Ron, screw the gala. Take me to the bar and grill. I want to watch some basketball. So I says, Freddie, you got it. You know, you got it. But, you know, Freddie, I got to take you to the Ritz, man. They're waiting for you. It's the gala. And you got to be there, man. Right. <laughs> So Freddie, he hands me like a hundred bucks, right? So that settled it, right? That hundred bucks settled everything. So I was taking him to the bar and grill, right? So I dropped him off. I told him, uh, I dropped him off, and he told me to take his clubs and luggage to the Ritz, which I did, right? So I get back to the caddy shack, and my boss Dave Stevie Wonder is like, "Hey, did you take? Uh, did he drop off Freddie? They're looking for him." So I says, uh, I dropped him off at the bar and grill. He wanted to watch some basketball, some hoops. So David, Dave Stevie Wonder, my boss, he's like, Ron, can't you do anything right? I said to drop him off at the Ritz. And he's like fuming. And uh, I, I, so I, I says to him, I go, hey, he's Freddy. And if he says bar and grill and he wants to watch hoops, he's going to the bar and grill and he's going to watch hoops. So, well, anyway, so needless to say, everyone in the office was fuming at me. Uh, I, I didn't give a crap. I'm like, he's a superstar golfer. He's the rock star. It's like, sorry if I, I, I was just giving him what he wanted. So I'm like, come on, right? It, it's Freddie Couples. Way before Tiger came onto the scene, it was Freddie. I got to take care of a brother. He didn't want the gala, you know? To him, the gala is for stuffy shitheads, right? It's for stuffy shitheads. He didn't want to go there. You know, he wanted to watch basketball. He wanted to just have a few beers by himself. You know, he had a long journey from, like, Vietnam or Thailand, wherever he was playing. You know, he, he wanted to just kick back and relax. They, they didn't see that. But I saw that. And that $100 uh, made me see that very clearly, that the, the man, the legend at the time, and still is, Freddie Couples, one of my favorite golfers, wanted to just hang out at the bar and grill. Case closed, hundred dollars in my hands, no problem. He's watching basketball at the bar and grill, and he he couldn't give a crap about the gala, or the hula dancers welcoming him, or the VIP welcoming committee, and he could care less about. Uh, well, I shouldn't say he didn't care less. I'm sure he did, but you know, he's one of those galas. You know, you meet and greet like the the. Uh, the amateurs that you're going to play with. But, you know, I think he was just burned out, man. He just needed time for himself. But, you know, my boss is the great man. You're supposed to take him to the gala, man. You know, you know, my boss, Dave, Dave Stevie Wonder, he's like, man, you can't do nothing right. You can't do nothing right. All you had to do was just drive him another mile. You could have watched the basketball at the Ritz. Everybody's up my ass, you know. Everybody's up my ass now. All the people on my boss is up my ass now. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Tomorrow's another day, right? Anyway, man, I gotta check this out. 
How do you like my jersey? How do you like my jersey? Stand up. Oh. Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> Dodgers for life. All right. Okay. I got to check my time. So I had 18 on the last one. I can put like about 30 minutes on this one. What time? All right. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about concussions. Um, CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, is a brain or is a progressive brain condition that's thought to be caused by repeated blows to the head and repeated episodes of concussion. Um, it's particularly associated with contact sports such as boxing. Um, or American football, or any type of contact sports where the head um, gets whacked often, or maybe not often, but, you know, head injuries. So chronic traumatic encephalopathy, <laughs> I was practicing this word, CTE is a rare disorder that is not yet well understood. Right? CTE is not related to the immediate conse consequences of a late-life episode of head trauma. CTE has a complex relationship with head traumas such as persistent post-concussive symptoms and second impact syndrome that occur earlier in life experts are still trying to understand how repeated head traumas uh, including how many head injuries and the severity of those injuries and other factors might contribute to the changes in the brain that result in CTE CTE has been found in the brains of people who played Football and other contact sports, including boxing. It may also occur in military personnel who were exposed to explosive blasts. Some signs and symptoms of CTE are thought to include difficulties with thinking, cognition, and emotions, physical problems, and other behaviors. All right, so it's thought that these develop years to decades after head trauma occurred. Sorry. CTE cannot be made as a diagnosis or diagnosis during life except in those where individuals with high risk exposures. Okay, so researchers do not yet know the frequency the fre frequency of CTE in the population and do not understand the causes. There is no cure for CTE, researchers are currently developing diagnostic biomarkers for CTE, but none has been val validated yet. All right. Okay, none has been like officially uh, used, put into service, if you will. So, um, so the symptoms, uh, there are no specific symptoms that have been clearly linked to CTE. Some of the possible signs and symptoms of CTE can occur 
and many other conditions. In the few people with proved CTE, signs and symptoms have included cognitive, behavioral, mood, and motor changes. All right, uh, cognitive impairment, uh, difficulty thinking, cognitive impairment, memory loss. Uh, problems with planning, organization, and carrying out tasks, executive function, behavioral, behavioral, behavioral changes, impulsive behavior, and aggression, mood disorders, depression, or apathy, emotional instability, substance abuse, suicidal thoughts, or behavior. All right, so let me just touch on this one right now. Suicidal thoughts or behavior. Um, man, that is a scary thing. And I take this suicidal thing that I do in my podcast here at RSBNPs. You know, Sundays is the sports edition. And I'm trying to do two during the mid middle of the week. Just talking about trying to find peace and talk about mental health and life um, because basically what this is what this podcast is all about is it's, it's about trying to feel good it's about to learn about problems that we have or issues that we have that affects us psychologically right because if we have a clear mind we can function better that's basically what I'm trying to do with this podcast so suicidal thoughts or behavior man that is like really critical when someone gets to that stage um, with or without CTE, you know, anyone, I got to say it, I'm going to take a time out right now. Anyone that has, who's listening, uh, you're depressed, whatever, you, you have uh, uh, thoughts of suicide, you got you to gotta get help. All right, you got to get help. Um, call, you know, the suicide prevention uh I think it's that's what it's called now, and it's, it's there's only like three numbers. It's like nine eight eight. You know, dial that number, talk to someone. You gotta talk to talk to someone that you can trust on on what you're feeling, you know, what you're thinking. Um, it, it's it's important, all right. And in this past year, I lost two friends that took their own lives just like within a month of each other, and I've lost friends in the past that I never knew. They were depressed or they had suicidal thoughts, you know. Um, you know, one of my favorite drummers earlier this year, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, you know. Uh, I guess he overdosed. Um, you know, that's really sad, guys, you know. So be aware of your, your friends, family that has mood swings or... Um, changes in in you know actions what they do and you know try and, and see if everyone's all right you know what i'm saying nothing wrong with that man we live in a life we're all together here on this planet you know life is too short and um we got we got to care for each other that's all i'm saying so um motor symptoms parkinsonism motor neuron disease so cte symptoms don't develop right after a head injury but experts believe that they might develop over years or decades after repeated head trauma. All right? So uh, experts currently believe that CTE symptoms appear in two forms. All right? In early life between the late 20s and early 30s, 
uh, the first form of CTE may cause mental health and behavioral issues, including depression, like I just talked about, anxiety, impulsivity, 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 excuse me, impulsivity, and aggression. Okay, the second form of CTE is thought to cause symptoms later in life, around uh, you know age 60. All right, so these signs and symptoms include memory and thinking problems that are likely to progress to dementia. All right, so the full list of signs to look for in people with CTE at autopsy is still unknown. It is unclear what kind of symptoms, if any, CTE may cause during life. Little is known right now about uh, how CTE progresses. So um, when to see a doctor? CTE is thought to develop over many years after repeated brain injuries that may be mild or severe. However, see your doctor in case of the following. Okay, I just talked about this, so I'll say it again. Suicidal thoughts. Research shows that people with CTE may, may be at increased risk of suicide. If you have thoughts of hurting yourself, call 911 or your local emergency number or contact uh, a suicide hotline in the U.S. Call or text 988. I just said that to reach the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That's what it's called. Or use the Lifeline chat. All right. So head injury. See your doctor if you've had a head injury, even if you didn't need emergency care. Uh, if your child has received a head injury that concerns you, call your child's doctor immediately. Depending on the signs and symptoms, uh, your doctor may recommend seeking immediate medical care. Memory problems. See your doctor if you have concerns about your memory or other thinking, uh, cognitive or behavior problems. Personality or mood changes. See your doctor if depression, anxiety, aggression, or impulsivity occurs. All right. All right. So, um, uh, pro athletes and concussions. This is like a huge, uh, huge topic now amongst my friends. Well, not a lot of my friends. A few of my friends who are really into the NFL. My my got good friends who are like they they just they they follow football during the NFL season and, and during the off season, like just crazy about the NFL and uh, college football players, you know, who's going to enter the draft and, you know, they're the draft king fans, right? I'm not into that, but it's pretty cool because you're into something, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And um, uh, so because it's football season and the playoffs are uh, right around the corner, uh, we talk about a lot of about about the health issues of football players because a lot of my friends now we're like you know almost sixty, so a lot of my friends have kids that played football who are actually in college now, uh, and um, some have grandkids playing like Pop Warner, and health issues, physical health issues, are a cause for concern. With parents and grandparents, and um, because you know, to me, football is a cool sport. I haven't played football except flag football, but you know, full contact football, 
I think, you know, like anything, it's safe if it's regulated. Uh, the rules are justified and, and, you know, coaches teach the players uh, to respect the game and respect the other person. Um, and, you know, football is a full contact sport. Most people get it that injuries can happen. So with that said, you, you know, you never know if you're a child, you know, playing uh, amateur football, you, you don't know if, you, you know, if they're going to get hurt or not. You know, they, it, it, there's a good chance, man, as soon as they pad up and put the shoes on and whatever, lace up the shoes and hit the turf, you know, they can get injured. You know, they can get like a mild injury from like a sprained ankle or a sprained wrist or a broken arm. Um, but the, the, the major ones, guys, are like the head injuries. And because, you know, the CTE thing, the concussions, you, you know, it's like over time is when, you can really see somebody really start to like uh, deteriorate. You know, it's it, it, uh, there's some studies you know have have found when doing autopsy uh, with players in the NFL or, or you know just people that had head head injuries and they do an autopsy and their their brains just look pretty much mangled. You know, if, if, if uh, that's all I can say. I don't know how to define it, but if you look online, like a somewhat healthy brain. A somewhat healthy brain and someone who had concussions after concussions or you know just a lot of banging on the head their brains look different and that's what people got to realize man your brain is you know your brain is like you central yourself central it is me central you know that that's like the headquarters you know, the, the brain, you know, if your thoughts are justifiable, you'll do the right things in society. You know, you'll do the right things with, for yourself personally. And, and if you have a family, you, 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 you'll think straight. <laughs> You're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. But, you, you know, you'll make right decisions, uh, you know, based upon your lifestyle and then how you grew up, of course, and what you've learned and what you value. However... You know, you're, what I'm trying to get at is, you, you, with, with a healthy brain, you'll, you'll you'll be fine. You know, when, when you start to you start to lose your memory and you start to act differently, it's it's like uncontrollably, then you have a problem. You know, with a healthy brain, you can get back on track. But once that that muscle, that brain, is is damaged, it, it, people have a hard time functioning i mean you just look at people who had like like a a car accident all right they, they hit their head on the on the dashboard maybe they the, the they weren't wearing a seat belt and you know this maybe not but i've seen it where i, ha- I knew people who had head injuries and it affected them their, their speech is slower um you know they recovered they went through the whole uh rehabilitation process if you will and they can speak better but they're still slow and i don't say slow in a demeaning fashion by any stretch of the imagination i'm just saying when when your brain gets rattled and there's brain damage it will affect you so you know that's all i gotta say and you know the you know the drill right okay anyway so um i'm gonna continue on my uh my uh my cheat sheet here i need a bigger uh teleprompter 
I'm always squinting. And my friends go, hey, Ron, man, you're always squinting. <laughs> I'm like, because I can't see. My teleprompter is too small. I need like a big screen. Anybody wants to back me up, I'm all for it. I need money. Um, so pro athletes and concussions. Okay, so okay, there's been a few high-profile cases of behavioral changes in former pro football players over the years. Uh, 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 related uh, to and uh, this this was related uh, to receiving blows to the head, uh, you know, throughout uh, their careers. All right. So, um, in the start of the podcast, okay, I, I spoke of meeting uh, Dustin May, starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Right. Uh, well, uh, a scary occurrence happened. In his rookie year. And I saw this game on television. And it was a very, very scary moment. Because Dustin was on the mound. Um, I'm going to read it. So, so Dodgers rookie Dustin May was pitching against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona. Okay, so um, in the bottom of the fourth inning. So he's on the mound. So he pitches uh, to Jake Lamb of the, the Diamondbacks who hit a hard Line drive right back to the mound, and it smacked uh, uh, off May's head and into left field. Right, so so May immediately crumbled to the ground and stayed down for a few minutes before sitting up and eventually walking off the field. Right, so amazingly, uh, he seems to have uh, avoided uh, any serious injury. He passed concussion tests after the game. Uh, said manager Dave Roberts uh, called it a contusion. Uh, so May said that his glove uh, barely grazed the ball and that it hit the slightly thicker padded uh, band along the base of the, the, the baseball cap as, po- as opposed to the thinner portion uh, of, of that of the cap. So those were two factors that likely helped him, all right? So... Um, so it, it, it hit like the, the thicker part of the cap, like which, which would be like right over here. There's a, there's a seam. There's more material like right over here or right over here. Um, this is the thin part. This is the thicker part. So um, so I watched that game, and um, I was scared, man. Uh, that ball had something like a 100-mile-per-hour exit velocity close to it, rounded off. It was like 100 miles an hour, but maybe more. Uh, so that's some scary crap, man. Okay, so so seeing Dustin in real life uh, in the story yesterday, it was awesome, you know. Um, so that, that was that, man. Um, thank God he didn't get hit on the head. Um, who knows where he would be if uh, it, it went to, to be that severe or whatnot. Okay, so however, uh, because of concussions are taken dourly and not to be taken lightly, uh, pro sports organizations have a concussion uh, protocols. So the latest major event with a pro football player was with the Dolphins' Tua Tagovailoa, uh, when uh, you know his head came crushing on the turf uh, on September 25th in a game against the Bills, where he was tackled hard into the turf. Uh, his bo- his head bounced like a ball. If you saw that, uh, he was cleared to continue playing. With the disgust of many fans and former and current uh, NFL players, as well as um, you know, pff, countless athletes. Period th- that weren't playing football. 
you're like, man, how can you just say he's okay, right? But apparently he was. So um, because there isn't any way to detect or detect the brain damage caused when a person is alive and can only be uh, you know, qualified doing an autopsy, uh, doctors can only observe behavior changes when a person is uh, alive. So the average retirement age for NFL players is currently around 27 years, 27 years old. This means that most okay, so they have the ability to to pursue other interests as their NFL careers often open doors for them. Man, I just keep messing up my teleprompter read. So so most players move on to new ventures following their football careers. Some, however, are less fortunate because their lives end before they really get started. All right. So uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy has long been a problem in the NFL. It has alarmingly been cited as the reason players have died young, either during or after their NFL careers. It has also been a heavy contributor to suicides around the league. Here are five NFL players who have tragically died by suicide at a young age. All right. Um, if you're watching this on Spotify, you download the app, you can see the pictures. Uh, I'm also going to have this on YouTube, but Spotify, download the app. I'm exclusively on that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can hear this too, and also on TuneIn. And anchor. Okay, so Adam Phillips, <coughs> Adam Phillips, uh, after being selected by the San Francisco 49ers in the 2010 NFL draft, uh, Philip Adams played for six different teams in six seasons. He recorded five interceptions and, def- and defended 15 total passes during his career as a defensive back. And in 2021, at just 32 years old, Adams took his own life after a standoff with police. He shot six people, killing five of them, before shooting himself a few days later. Adams had no previously, or Adams had no previous uh, criminal record or any history of violence. His autopsy revealed an advanced case of CTE. And that's pretty sad, right? Okay, Junior Seau. Seau tragically took his own life with a gunshot wound to the chest in 2012 when he was just 42 years old. About a year later, it was officially released that he was diagnosed with advanced CTE following an examination of his brain. Junior Seau, longtime San Diego Chargers linebacker. The guy was badass. And, um... I think because we knew Junior Seau more than these other players, not to discount the other players, but because Junior Seau was in the league longer and he was more well-known, it was really sad. I remember the day the news came out. Uh, actually, my friend called me. He goes, hey, Rod, man, did you see the news on Junior Seau? They said um, you know, he was diagnosed with advanced CTE. You know, after they examined his brain, and um, you know, it's kind of new to me that kind of stuff. You know, but um, as the years went on, and just learning about this stuff, it's really serious. And you know, 
concussions, you know, concussions after concussions, you know, trauma in the brain as, you know, people who get it all the time, you know, it can be the cause. It can be the cause for someone, you know, just changing their their behavior and being depressed and taking their own lives. That's really sad. Um, yeah, I remember the day, uh, you know, Junior Seau died. And that was, uh, you know, really sad. It was a sad, sad, sad day, man. That's all I can say. Was, you know, what else What else can I say about that? It was really sad. I, you know, you know I was a, I'm a Ram fan. But I was also a Junior Seau fan because he was that good. You know, how can you not be a fan of a a player who's that good? I mean, you know, we talked about Walter Payton before. I was a fan of his, you know, Kirby Puckett. I'm a Dodger fan, but I was also a fan of great players like Kirby Puckett. But anyway, so Jovan Belcher was another guy. Jovan Belcher went undrafted in 2009 uh, before signing with the Chiefs. Uh, uh uh, he remained with the Chiefs as a starting linebacker for four seasons and appeared to have a bright future until disaster struck Belcher, who was just 25 years old at a time, fi- uh, fatally shot his 22-year-old girlfriend, Cassandra Perkins, in their home. He then drove to the Chiefs' practice facility and shot himself in the parking lot after staff members were unable to talk him out of it. He was diagnosed with CTE following an autopsy. And here's another high-profile guy, Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was one of uh, the best tight ends in the NFL during his short career with the Patriots. He recorded 210 uh, receptions for 2,316 yards and 20 touchdowns uh, touchdowns across just three full seasons. Uh, before off-field issues ended his career and his life really early. So the next guy, Kenny McKinley. Kenny McKinley was selected by the Denver Broncos in the fifth round of the 2009 NFL Draft. He contributed as a special teams player during his first season with the team before being placed on injured reserve with a knee injury. About a year after he was drafted, McKinley was found dead in his home from a gunshot from a gunshot wound it was later reported that he took his own life at just 23 years old due to severe to due to a severe case of depression related to the injuries suffered during his rookie season and financial debts that had accumulated from gambling all right man so let's just wrap this one up with just a few minutes left all right so um in this sports edition, uh, we talked about me, Dodgers fan. <laughs> you got to stand up again, man. You got to see my jersey. Oh. <laughs> my Jackie Robinson jersey. Anyway, I met Dustin May yesterday. Let me check my time. Dustin May, the stud, the cat, the C-A-T, the cat, yo. People don't say that anymore, right? They say goat and stuff like that. But no, man, 
Cat was like in the 80s, you know. That guy's a cat, meaning he's like a tiger, he's a lion, he's ferocious, he's a stud. This is the guy we can depend on, man. He's a cat. And I'm going to say it. I'm old school, man. Dustin May, he's a cat. And, uh, man, I hope he, he, he gets better in 2023, man. He's a good kid. I'd like to see him succeed, along with Tony Gonzalez and... And I hope the Dodgers start bringing up some uh, some of the young talent. But what do I know, right? The the guys that manage the farm system and the the, the Dodgers, they know what's happening with the young guys. I'd like to see the more of the young guys come up. Uh, but we need pitching, and we need a lot of stuff. You know, we're getting older too. The Dodgers, right? You know, Muncie's getting old. I don't know what's happening with Muncie, and I don't know if we're gonna keep JT. J. Uh, Justin Turner, I don't know what's going to happen with him. But, you know, we lost Bellinger, right? We lost some uh, some pitching we lost, but hopefully we get it together. I trust them. Andrew Friedman, got to trust them. Hopefully we get a good team. Oh, we're going to have a good team next year. Um, Man, a lot of stuff happening. All I can say is, guys, you know, um, yeah, just be good. Be good. Be good human beings as usual. I always try to end this, uh, you know, be good people. Life is too short. You know, why worry about stuff we can't control? You know, why get so caught up in the news about stuff that's probably fake anyway, right? You know, just control what you can around you, man. If you got good friends that love you, check them out. You got family, check them out, man, you know. Um, who cares about what's happening that you can't control or worry about other people that you don't even know, but you see them on like social media, right? You know, I kind of like, I, I'm kind of off the social media grid. I'm just kind of like not on it that much anymore. Kind of like over it. You know, it's like everybody wants to be, look at me, look where I went. You know, it's overload, man. It's like, you know, what? whatever happened to the old days, you, you're watching, you're watching TV, the regular news or you know, the radio, right? You know, just basic stuff, right? You, not, nowadays, it's like everybody has a headline. You know, you look at TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. It's like a headline. It's like everybody has a headline. You got to see it. You know, people just going, getting a pizza. And it's like big news now, right? It's like, hey, look at me. I got pizza. You know, I got a friend that went traveling and he was eating all over the place in California. It's like, hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm like, it's cool. But shit, you're just eating. <laughs> who gives a shit, man? I love you, but man, who gives a rat's ass? But anyway, man, I just want to let you guys know it's football season. Um, It's uh, off season for, for baseball, my favorite. And um, who knows what's going to happen. So who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl this year? Who? I don't know. For the NFC, man... <laughs> For some reason, man, I think that the Niners are going to go. What do you guys think? For some reason, I don't know, I might be stupid, right? I think the Niners might make it. On the AFC side, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I think I think the, 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 the Niners, right? I think the Niners, I don't know. I might be wrong. But anyway, guys, you know, like I said, man, you guys just take care. God bless. And if you don't believe in God, I'm not pressing God on you. I'm just, I mean, I mean it nicely. You don't believe in God, fine. You know, it's all good. But this is RS. You're at RS. Be at peace on Sunday, the f the 18th of December, one week before Christmas. Got your Christmas shopping done? 
I hope so. If not, hey, no big deal, man. You know what I'm saying? Just relax. Just relax. Have some eggnog or something. Some gingerbread cookies or whatever. All right, so you guys take care. God bless. And um, I'll be here next Sunday for talking more sports. Uh, I'll try and be here Tuesday. But Thursday for sure, just talking about regular stuff, regular life, and uh, the mind. Hopefully everybody's got peace of mind. All right, Bronson Brown here, RS out.